Hello guys, this is Connie Bloom from Electric Boys and you're watching CMS TV. solid punch in the fucking face <laughs> yeah. no doubt and here to talk all about delivering that punch in the face it's this guy mr norman skinner norman how are you man i'm doing well guys thanks for having me on man absolutely dude on, man. dude it's easy to have guys on when their albums just rip our fucking faces off <laughs> <laughs> what a great record man congrats definitely <clears throat> well dude let's talk about it man talk you know I, I I'm aware of of your career, and you 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 do a lot of music, not just Skinner, and obviously now Forbidden. But you know, I think most people that know of you are probably most familiar with Magica. Is that fair? Um, yeah. at, at least uh, I would say that Magica was my first you know first band that kind of put me on a, on a stage where there was a wide a range of people or array of people that heard me for the first time. So, and then I was with them for a long time. So yeah, you know, there's a, a lot. And then of course I have a lot of fans that are like, they've never even heard of that band. So sure. <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, so at this point now, what are you actually involved in? You know, I, I was trying to figure out looking at the, you know, I was looking at Encyclopedia Metallium and stuff, and it's like everything says to present for some reason with you. And I knew that wasn't true. But yeah, literally yeah. when you look at it, there's like eight bands and you're in all of them. And I'm like, that can't be right, can it? Yeah, I, I look at that every once in a while. I'm like, man, some of this stuff's just not right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or like they list a band and I'm like, I was never in that band. <laughs> you know, Norman, like, well, how, how do you? How do you balance? Uh, how do you balance the material you write with each project? Oh, well, uh, so I, I firmly believe uh, there's no need to be in multiple projects unless you're delivering a different kind of content to each project. Right. That's my belief, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I listen to some, you know, musicians or singers, and like, oh, we got this. I got this other thing going on. I listen to it. I'm like, that sounds just like what you're doing in the other band. What's what's the what's the point? Right. So. Um, so when I'm writing and stuff, I, I'm really focused on uh, what does this band sound like and what kind mm -hmm. of vocals am I going to deliver to that band? You know, you got to get in character um, in a way, like an actor. Yeah, would it's like, it's, for it's a like movie. If you're an actor, right? And you're getting in the mindset. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then Chris, to answer your question, um, really uh, it's uh, now obviously forbidden with that huge announcement. That's my main priority uh, band. Um, and then I have my uh, heavy power metal band, Navayan which was my priority band. Now they're 
you know, my they're still priority, but they're, they're like my second priority. And then other than just those two bands, just anything solo that I release under Skinner, um, which is basically gives me free reign to work with anyone I want, put out anything I want, you know, because I call the shots on that 100%. Sure. And I, can, I mean, I can change it up even with this album, The Dark Design, you know, there, there's a wide array of different kinds of, of songs on there, right? It's not. We just, were playing it in the thrift store today. <laughs> <laughs> that was my. That was my first time hearing it, but it kicked ass, man. It's nice. Really I see heavy. some, I see some uh, pimp hats I want to pick up. <laughs> Come by anytime. <laughs> well, dude, you know, I, I, and again, this is me being a failed musician. So take it, take it and tell me I'm full of shit if I am here. But okay. if I had put together a release that sounds like the dark design, I would have a really hard time putting emphasis into anything else other than it. Cause this is a killer record that I think metal fans would gravitate to on its own, like on its own merits, not because they're seeing your name attached to forbidden or there's, you know, they're seeing your name to other things. So I, I understand the business of it, but is it strictly the business of it that makes forbidden the priority over pushing this what is a really really strong record well yeah i mean after, there's god there's multiple ways to attack that question um but yeah let's start off with yes you're absolutely correct i mean business plays a huge part into it and um you know i coming in when i when i got the offer for forbidden you know i, I had i had to understand right away you know hey we're making this offer we'd love to have you on board but you know you understand that you know, scheduling conflicts, anything like that, forbidden takes priority. Right. And I, I fully understand because everything that I've ever been involved with prior to forbidden is, you know, here, there, sure. way, you know, it, mm -hmm. it, way out of a league I've, I've never been a part of, you know. Um, and then on the other side of it, you know, the, the Skinner album was a labor of love. That was, you know, that was my baby. I worked on that thing for seven to eight years wow. just on the back burner while I was with other bands and, releasing multiple albums and stuff, but that was my own thing. And I just kept, you know, I'd work, the, I feel bad for the guys that I worked on on the early songs because we would finish those up and then they they sat around for years and they're like, what's going on, man? I'm like, well, right. I'm going to write some more songs, but, you know, I'm busy. I see that you're doing this tour and you're releasing this album. I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it, you know, <laughs> persistent. But, uh, but I was able to take my time. Um, make sure it sounds exactly the way I wanted it. I handpicked the songs, handpicked the people I got to work with. Um, it was great. And, um, you know, I love, you know, and then the album came out, what, the end of March, right mm -hmm. at the end of March. And literally two weeks later, uh, I would say about a week later, I get the call, the forbidden call. Okay. And then I went on vacation. And then two weeks after that, the announcement hit. So, you know, this thing I'd been working on for, you know, just under a decade that I worked really hard on was completely overshadowed a hundred percent, but I'm not complaining. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's a fantastic thing to happen, but, uh, you know, unfortunately I, I do know that, uh, with this, with this Skinner dark design CD, it's definitely going to fly under the radar because of this. And it's probably going to be something that fans will end up going back to and going, Oh, I didn't even know about this. This is killer. Right. So, but uh, and, and, there for them, and, and the, the 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 unique opportunity maybe is that you take it out with you on when when you do forbidden gigs, and you right, it, put it at the merch table, and there you go. Yeah, I want to I hear about the forbidden gig. 
tell us, tell us, tell us how you even met these guys and how you got yeah. into the band. Tell us the whole oh, story. Oh, Forbidden Gig. Um, yeah. I, actually, it's funny as I'm wearing a Bear Interthrational shirt today, which is a huge <laughs> part of it. Sure. Um, so th this is kind of how it all started. And and I'm going to, Eric, exactly what you said. How do I know right. these guys? I, did, I wasn't buddies with any of these guys. I knew of them as a fan growing up in the Bay Area. Um, mm -hmm. I would see a couple of them here and there at shows we were aware of each other. Uh, a couple of them I would, you know, I sang a couple like, you know, a Maiden or a Priest song at a, a, a benefit or some sort of a cover right. show. But I was always an afterthought singer. I, I'm never the first guy that people call up when they have something going on that I, I seem to slip their mind or something. And, um, you know, and I think with the Bayer and the Thrash and all, that was also the case as well. So they were first playing the Dynamo Festival over in Belgium. Okay. And they were... Bay, what Bay Area Interthrational is, I'm going to explain it for your listeners and viewers, is a really cool idea that Craig Lucicero came up with where they celebrate the origins of thrash metal. Right. And what they do is they have different musicians. So say if you're in Death Angel, right? Well, you're not playing a Death Angel song. you got to play one of the other guys' songs. Okay. So it's a bunch of guys watching the other guys play their songs. Nice. Sure. That's kind of awesome. Right, right. A really cool idea. So. They had uh, you know, uh, about 12 songs lined up for the festival. They had multiple musicians, big-name singers. But here's where the problem lies. They had a core band um, that was rehearsing sure. in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. but they had no singers because all the singers were either out of state, on tour. You know, they had you know, the guy from Cannibal Corpse, uh, Randy from Lamb of God. You know, these guys are not local. Sure. Um, and I, I had just happened to go see uh, Craig Lucicero's other band that he was in for a while dressed the dead at a club about a you know hour away from my house i was like yeah, sure. i'm gonna go out you know make an appearance say hi to people network a little bit matt camacho happened to be there chris contos happened to be there and you know I, okay. I got to hang out with these guys and i think that was key because i was fresh in their mind a little bit from like mm -hmm. hanging out sure so they're doing these rehearsals they're i guess they were having issues with the cues and you know the, the counts and stuff that I like, could be super helpful if we had a singer in here to kind of yeah. you know we could go off those cues right <laughs> and I Chris Contos is like why don't we call Skinner and Craig's like oh yeah yeah he's he's pretty good let's let's give him a call so he said hey would you be willing to it's just rehearsals you know for a few weeks when you learn twelve songs kind of come in here and help us out and I'm like yeah man so I learned you know a bunch of songs. Went in there, you know, and there's guys from violence and stuff. And, yeah, I'm just, like, sitting there like, holy crap, you know, this is really cool. Right. right. Um, I'm just I'm just excited to be there. Um, and one of the songs happened to be uh, Off the Edge by Forbidden. So okay. I sang that song. I didn't know that behind me, you know, guys were opening the door like, whoa, what the, like, you know. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, and they, 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 were, they really liked it. And uh, Craig and Matt, and, and what's funny is I was playing with, when I was rehearsing that song with them, I was playing it with guys that would not be playing the songs because they were all forbidden members. So it was Craig, Steve Smythe, Matt Camacho. And at that time, uh, Mark Hernandez, who were all uh, the Omega wave lineup guys. Sure. So I'm literally playing their song. None of them can play it because they are in the band. So, but they're like, Hey, we might as well learn it anyway, in case somebody needs help before the show or someone sure, bails okay. and we have to play it. Um, I guess they were impressed enough to where they, they said, hey, we're doing a three times the size of the show in San Francisco. We're doing a U.S. set, international set, and Bay Area set. And um, I think it'd be really cool if you came and did a Forbidden song again, maybe Chalice of Blood. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm down. 
Well, that ended up turning into me doing about eight songs at the Bay Area Thrash Hall, more than right. any other vocalist. Um, everything from Metal Church to Sabotage, uh, you know, Heathen, uh, Metallica, whatever. And um, the Chalice of Blood song just went over huge. Um, there's a video that, funny thing is I could never find the video. But then as soon as the news hit, it was on YouTube and everyone can find the video. Right. Funny how that works, right? Um, and then, uh, you know, I think that the seeds were planted. You know, they were like, hey, this guy could do this stuff um, if ever we wanted to do a benefit or we had an offer because Russ is retired. He does not want anything to do with music. Sure. Um, he didn't want to take the guys' calls because he was afraid that they were going to ask him to rejoin. Right, and he, he didn't want anything to do with it. So, the last, the last thing, the last little push was Alcatraz Festival calling Craig, saying that Anthrax had to drop out. Would he be willing to do a 35th anniversary show of Forbidden Evil, and could he find another singer uh, to fill in? And uh, that's, I guess, so when the light bulb went off, and he's like, "I think it's time to reboot this thing." And uh, they gave me the call, and I was like, "Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely." So, so you're kind of hoping that, probably, right? Oh, I'm sorry. You're hoping that? that the whole time that that you were you were trying out for this in the back of your mind, maybe like yeah. maybe this will turn so into something more. What's funny is people kept people asking me that, and they're like, "Weren't you thinking that?" And here's the thing: I was not. Okay. I, I was under the impression I definitely was going to get a call because they said that next time they did another Barry International in Europe, that they would bring me along. So I was expecting a call from the camp for that. Um, and I always had seen, you know, and heard directly from them that no rust, no forbidden. That was kind of the right. thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they went on for years saying that. So I just always figured, you know, he has, Craig has other projects he's working with. He's got this bear and rational. If I do get a call, it'll be to that. Or maybe that they was like a benefit, like, you know, a cancer benefit for a member of like the thrash scene or something where they were going to do something special. They sure. might bring me on board, but honestly, I never for a second thought I was, this was some sort of audition and I never had it in my mind that I was going to get a forbidden call. I was literally shocked when, when he I'm said I'm probably that. just more delusional than you are, you know, in general. <laughs> like I, I'm just too dumb to know. Otherwise I just assume everything's going to work out and be great. I don't know. <laughs> hey, it, it's working out. Well, don't, don't let Eric fool you. He got the call from Stephen Piercy 25 years ago and he ain't letting go for nothing. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Dude, I love rat. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, Norman, let me let me ask you this, man. Just because that uh, forbidden, but uh, we will get back to the dark design because I do have a few questions there. But with forbidden, it, ever since the 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 main years, the early years, it has been very. I don't want to say stagnant, but it's been very. It's gone for ten years, then it's back for two, then it's gone for another eight or whatever, then it's back, you know, how active is it right now? Are you guys just planning to tour? Are you writing music? Are you throwing ideas to maybe write music? Where are you guys at as far as forbidden as a full on entity, I guess? Yeah, I can, I can answer that. And I think fans will be happy. So, uh, yeah, they, I mean, what they broke up in the, the, the mid to late nineties, right. They, they mm-hmm. were gone to like, Oh, mm-hmm. eight. And then they tried to they tried to reboot it, and um, you know they did all the shows and everything. And unfortunately, you know, Russ was not in a good 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 place. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't the it wasn't the uh, reunion 
that everyone was hoping for. Now that's just live, right? Uh, album wise, that Omega Wave album was it's great, crushing, and uh, one of my favorites. Uh, you know, Russ delivered in the studio, but you know he he was still doing a lot of drinking, and he was uh you know not in the best shape, and you know then they had you know drummer jump off of the you know and quit in the middle of it all, and you know I think it, it was just it wasn't working. Right. Um, and that's why this time around, you know, uh, Craig and, and the management's really calling it, it, you know, Forbidden Reborn. Like it's it's a whole it's it's not a reunion. It's it's not just, you know, a, a reboot for say it's it's out the gates. We're doing everything right now. The guys are rehearsing three to four times a week. Okay. You know, I'm learning not just the stuff for these upcoming shows, but I'm learning all the catalog so that we can play anything and everything. You know, we we're uh, they're already writing music. We want to be in the studio by the end of by this time next year. We should be recording a new album. Okay. How, how much involvement do you have in the in that process? Do you because you're you're a creative guy? Yeah, everyone. I'm taking a completely different role in this because okay. Craig has been the primary songwriter sure. all these years, as well as lyricist. Now, I haven't shared lyric duty in God. Man. 12 albums or something, you know, I, I, I can't I, at all. But in this case, I'm like, Hey, you keep doing what you do. Let's not break your, break the formula that mm -hmm. the fans love, you know, I'll come in and we'll work on melodies and together. And maybe if I have some ideas, but really I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to change what, what it has been because as a fan, I've always liked it that way. You know what I mean? Sure. So mm -hmm. it's going to be a little different. I'm, I'm taking a little uh, more backseat approach, you know, like, Hey, where are we going? You know, <laughs> right. Um, do you like yeah, it I'm or excited. do you like that or no? Uh, well, we haven't really dove in yet. He's, he's you <laughs> right. know, he's played me a, a riff this last week. Uh, actually it was yesterday. We were at rehearsal and he played me one riff. He's like sneak peek of, of a riff you'll be singing over, but he's they're keeping it really under, under wraps. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think they want to put songs together first right. and be like, Here's what we got. So, sure. and in the meantime, I'm super busy learning, you know, the, uh, the stuff for Belgium right now. And then, you know, just trying to make sure I nail it. I don't want forbidden fans eating me alive out the gate. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right. Are you going to need a teleprompter for this? Are you no. going to remember in like lyrics that you didn't write? Absolutely not. I'm, I'm <laughs> a, I'm a workhorse when it comes to prep. Like okay. I'm, I've already got the whole first album down and I'm where I'm on, you know, halfway through the second album now. So uh, yeah, at rehearsals, I never pull out any lyric sheets. I don't use a phone. I'm, I, I need it here. It's all going to be muscle memory. And I was the same way for the Barry and a Thrational. When I would walk out on stage to sing my stuff, I would have to scoop up just cardboard and paper and just lyric sheets that all these other guys threw down. It's like, <laughs> right. I don't know, man. I, and, I would just, and I literally am like, throwing it in there. Everyone's <laughs> laughing. You know? I, I believe in preparing. Sure. Yeah, it's in your heart when you go out there. You know, It's a part of you at that point. Yeah, if I forget something, I, I mean that's just you know we're only human. Sometimes things happen, right. but sure. you know I should I should be going out there not having any crutches. You know, so. <laughs> right? So. Now let me ask you this: did, Now, did you know every song? Had you heard every song that you're having to perform of their catalog before this? Getting oh this uh, yeah, so I mean I grew up with the stuff, but you know, like anything, it's not. I'm a very much I'm a shuffle guy, and I think mm -hmm. you guys might know what I'm talking about, like. I'm not everything on um, I stream a lot 
because I don't even, you know, I was one of those guys that had the huge CD collection. Sure. And right. then ended up selling it all. <laughs> um, so a huge bookcase like, of DVDs and CDs. Right. And I used to. Yeah. All of that. It's all gone now. And my teenagers now are all mad at me because they're metalheads now. They're like, they see old pictures. No, oh, you didn't save that. I'm like, I didn't even know you guys would be in this. Tell them to go to the thrift store. You'd be surprised how many awesome <laughs> right, right. CDs you can get at the thrift store. I was I was amazed yesterday. They had metal. They had all kinds of stuff for like $1.50 a CD. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, to, to, to get back to what you're asking, um, I knew the songs, but I didn't know the songs. It's like, you know, the choruses. The chorus sure. comes on. You're like, eh, but you don't know all the in and outs of all the right. lyrics and stuff. You know, right. it's just stuff that you would yeah. listen to. And then there were certain favorites, obviously, that I knew sure. much, much more well than other ones. But um, I will say the two albums, Distortion and Green, um, I never actually owned those. Okay. Um, I owned, you know, I had Forbidden Evil, Twisted in Form. And then those Omega two, Wave. I, I never really got into the next two. And then it was until I got Omega Wave came out. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Man, this is awesome. So, um, some are coming easier than others. Do you think they're going to play all these? Oh, I'm just going to say, at some point. I mean, I I, I think fans would love us to pull out some deep cuts down the road. I had to uh, play in the band Bow Wow Wow, and I only knew one of their songs before. (laughs) I want, I want candy. That was the only song I had ever heard before, and then Lee Gorman wanted me to learn 25 of their songs. (laughs) <laughs> and we actually only ended up playing like 10 songs. We were like the opening act. So there was no way we were playing 25 songs, which I didn't, but I, I did what he asked. You know, I learned all those songs that sucked up weeks of my on guitar. Mind you, I wasn't having to learn the lyrics, but, and the guitar wasn't super hard or anything, but it was just having to like, listen to listen to the songs that many times that I hadn't heard till they became familiar to me exactly. is a labor of love in a sense, you know, of just doing well, that, I, sticking you- with it. Dude, you you just you nailed it. Yeah, I couldn't say it any better. That is literally me, day in, day out, listening to the songs over and over to become right. familiar with them, and especially the ones that I'm, I'm less so. Yeah, you you just painted the exact picture of what I'm living right now. Yeah. Well, yep. and, and and the interesting thing is, in that world, is everybody thinks they know every song. It's that it's that whole Elton John Rocket Man syndrome where everybody's like. Rocket Man, da, 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 you know, oh, yeah. Just, dogs. yeah, you just make up some tones that don't make right. it when really there are words, you know, there, there's words. And I would imagine even for you, when you haven't written them, you don't know them and you don't even right. realize that you don't know them when you're listening. You, you know, you think you know every word to every song. Until you actually have to perform it, and then it's like, wow, I really don't know half of this. If you have a brain fart, just hold the mic out. Oh yeah, right. That is totally the singer, the singer thing to do. Absolutely. You. Ah. Or keep the fan that you see that's in front that actually knows all the words and just gotta read right. read his lips. <laughs> or hand him the mic. Here you go. You see yeah. it. Yep. There they are. That's the one. Yep. <laughs> nice. So, so, dude, um, when do when do you start? I, I know you mentioned that you've got at least one thing coming. Um, talk a little bit about what is coming in the immediate future for Forbidden. Yeah. So, so for this year, uh, 2023, it's uh, we have you know the Alcatraz Festival in Belgium as right. well as a warm up show two days before, and that. So, what's funny is. I'm I'm super thankful for the warm-up show. Like, I, I we already talked about how I've only been kind of here on this level. So th- this I'm stepping into a whole bigger world 
um, that, I, that I'm not used to. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to pretend I, I am. I'm, I'm going to take it as it is. So I'm like, yeah, how many people is that? Oh, 30, 35,000 people. And I'm like, wait, my debut with you guys is going to be in front of, you know, and I'm like, crap. And then I found out, oh, we're having this, this really VIP warm-up show, 100 people, tiny club. I'm like, yes. All right. <laughs> let, let me dip my That is good. You need something small like that right. to just make sure everything sounds right. You got it. You got it going exactly. on. Exactly. So we have we have those in August. Um, and then we're just going to be uh, writing. I think we're going to be writing, okay. writing, writing and working on some other songs that we're not playing over there for we have a uh, back to back uh, Christmas shows with Death Angel in nice. San Francisco that were recently announced. Um, and then for 2024, there's a lot of festivals that are confirmed but not announced okay. and a lot of offers still being worked out. We The only one that has been announced, I think, is Maryland Death Fest um, so far. But I know about a bunch of other ones. I just can't say nothing yet. So. Right. right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, it seems weird that you guys would be playing a Death Fest, though. Oh, yeah. Well, our logo is one of, like, three you can read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has like a million little tiny ones there all right well dude let, let, let's swing back to dark design real quick because i, I want to get a couple of questions that i have here before sure. before you go and the thing that that struck me about it from listening to it i listened to it i would say probably 15 times all the way oh, through wow. I, I gave it a lot of listens and truth be told, because I liked it not because i was studying i just was <laughs> i was like liking it so i just kept playing and yeah. One thing that really jumped out at me was something that you mentioned earlier about how diverse the record was. And certainly, I mean, there's no ballad per se on it that you would listen to and think, okay, well, this is Skid Row. I remember you. It's not that. But there's different textures, I'm going to call it, of metallic sound in it. And it almost made me think, and again, going back to what we said before about Encyclopedia Metallium, having you in 400 bands, almost like you had written some of this material for Magica or for, you know, your own personal stuff or for other bands that you've been in. Is that indeed the case? Like I'll point to in silence, the one that we're going to end the interview with at the end, that sounded to me like that could have been, if you lightened it up just a touch, it would have been in a Magica song. (laughs) So here's what's funny. Um, So none of the music, is uh is reused it's all brand new music okay all of it but lyrics and the subject and and vocal ideas sure absolutely a a good half of that album are from things from my past in silence let's take that one and that's a great one you touched on in silence the lyrics for that started with a magica okay so it was the my second album of them was the my bloodied wings album there was a song that i had written called fear and doubt and uh, the co- what's now the chorus, those lyrics, um, so the chorus of In Silence, those lyrics were originally the bridge section of that song. That song got cut. It, it, we were thinking of making it a bonus track. It just, it, you know, it's, it was left on the, the cutting room floor, so to speak. For That's for, uh, for you young people. You don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> so that one was left behind. And then um, in, when I first started my Skinner band, before it was a solo because because a lot of people don't know this the, the the first skinner album was a band right after that fell apart i just kept it and made it a solo uh band so i tried rewriting that song uh using those lyrics again i was calling it in silence 
and I was getting my melodies together with a former guitar player, uh, Alfred, um, or Luis. Yeah. And uh, anyway, <laughs> God, forever ago. Um, and then that, the new lineup just wasn't taking off. And, um, I just knew I had these cool lyrics and I had these cool melodies for that song. Yeah. Met up with a guy named Jamie Robertson who wrote on that album. He wrote uh, fake three songs. He wrote uh, the music for what's left inside the Ferryman, and a sea of melancholy. He also had music for Unsilence, which he ended up taking back because okay. things were taking too long. He wanted to use it for his own solo thing. Um, so he took the music. So then the new guy, Abel Torres, who Abel three, who wrote about 75% of the album, I sent him all the vocals just by themselves with a click, told him what I was going for, and he wrote music around it. So, so yes, a lot of these ideas and melodies and lyrics are, are taken from stuff that I had left over. Um, and, and some of them gone through many, many changes. Sure. And, uh, but uh, musically, it's all new music. So. Are you a guy that's always writing or do you have, do you have the notepads all over the house? With no, the... dude, I am not, I am not the emotional poet singer <laughs> that walks around with the poetry. Right. Um, I only write lyrics once I have music. Okay. But I'm also the guy that like, when I think I have cool ideas, I don't like to just abandon them. I keep them in a folder. I'm like, uh, uh, it's called unused shit. <laughs> and I have you know just my ideas there and you know when I'm writing sometimes if it's if a song's not jumping out at me sure. um, as far as content and whatnot and ideas then I'm like let me go pull up one of my old things and see if you know some of the you know uh, you know the the structures or you know the way I'm singing it, if if that will work here and if it kind of does then I'm like all right let me pillage this one right and, and actually right. get it used so very good, man. Well, now, let me work. ask you this oh, really quick. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt, Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so, obviously, to me, today I had to do some research on the bands for the show, and I was uh, I loved what I was hearing. Um, I, we came across, I came across another Skinner guy. Are you aware of this guy? I don't know if he's from the UK or something. All I know is I found your video million. and then his video, and he's kind of a wanker. Uh, <laughs> there's a million people out there called Skinner. Like, okay. I had to, like, I think for Pandora, I had to like break my page out. I had to put a request in for Spotify because, you know, anything, anybody with the name Skinner, it's like they all lump them into one profile. Right. Uh, but there's a lot out there, but I'm never, it's, you know. It's Are you guys that. related? Are you related? Yeah. In any oh, way? I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, you know, I am like Scottish English or whatever. Right. So. So how does that work for a, like, you know, the Partridge family, there can only be one Partridge family or if your last name is Partridge. Well, I guess if the word family's in there now. Right. But if the Partridges. I know it's like, or, like, we'll say if somebody's last name is Halford, right? He right. went out as Halford, right? So, right. yeah. I mean, somebody else wants to do Halford. You can't give them a cease and desist, right? It's like my name, right? That's their name. Or can Dude. they? I don't know. Look, yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find I out. I've been doing this for not necessarily this TV part, but radio and TV for 28 years or 30 years or some crazy thing. And there's another Chris Aiken that's more famous than me. And it drives me nuts because <laughs> he's a, he's a famous dog trainer. He trains dogs, but he's like the most famous Chris Aiken. And I'm telling you it dry. I know it drives him nuts too, because every Google search pulls both of us up so all of his clean cut people that are looking up dog tips are getting my hail and kill fuck you dirty stuff and then and then all of my dirty people are learning about how to trick you know teach their dogs tricks and stuff it's like so I, I look at it like this right 
the people that are looking up you are getting bonus, right? They're like, yeah. hey, now I know what to do about this damn dog. Exactly. And these people, though, he's losing business. That's right. But, but, <laughs> like, but I don't want this guy messing with my dog. But I'd imagine for you, you get the same thing because if nothing else from the WWF character from a zillion years ago, Norman Skinner, he was... And he was Norman Skinner and they shortened him. He was Norman Skinner and they shortened him to Skinner. Oh, wow. So I did not know that. I mean, I I was, I grew up, you know, watching the WWE. Sure. When he, uh, when he, I totally remember him. He had the overalls and the spit yeah. bucket and stuff. Yep. Yeah, he was he was the swamp guy. <laughs> yeah, the swamp dude. I totally remember that. But no, I, I you know, uh, there's not a lot of Nor- there's not a lot of famous Normans. I think right, Norman Reedus right. right now, Walking Dead is probably like the the really sure. popular Norman. Um, there, the funny thing is on Facebook, there's like another guy named Norman Skinner, and he he always offers to sell me the domain name. Oh, thanks. Like, and yeah, I'm like, I'm fine, man. I got my, I'll take, I'll keep my .net. I don't need to yeah. pay a ton of money for the right. .com. And, uh, but he, he was commenting on my stuff so much that people were getting confused that it was me <laughs> that I had to actually put like Norman L. Skinner the third, like my full like right. legal thing Jeez. to separate what was what, you know? Wow. That is crazy. Oh, Social media has a lot of the same names. Oh my God. Yeah, Some names, there's thousands of them with the same right. name and there's not really much to differentiate it. That's they right. know what the difference because of the phone numbers, but yeah, but it doesn't help you much, but no. Yeah, well, funny well, name, the name story is uh, when I was, uh, I was in my first like kind of real band uh, mm-hmm. called Tramontane back in the nineties. And I got my first, my first interview was with uh, some magazine out of, I think like the Netherlands or something. And uh, the first question said, your new singer, Norman Skinner, his name's obviously a stage name. What's his real name? And I'm like, <laughs> right. why would they think that my name Norman Skin? Well, you know, it's pretty Norman awesome though. I, it's awesome. I'm like, I never thought about that. I'm just, you know, everyone gets teased about their name growing up. So I got, you know, Norman, the doorman, storm and Norman skinhead, skin dick, right. you know, whatever, dude, all <laughs> uh, that stuff. So right. I'm thinking, so, but what we did do is I answered this word where they would mail snail mail you the written questions. You fill it sure, out, and right. mail it back. Right. So I, they gave me that to answer. So I just put that up. My name was Gossamer, like after the Bugs Bunny big red monster. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, what's a bad last name? And I thought of Engelbert Humperdinck. So I'm like, Gossamer Humperdinck. And they printed it. <laughs> but that was my real name. <laughs> Too funny, man. So, well, dude, you obviously have uh, lots of good stuff coming up. The Dark Design, not coming up. It's out there now. Every can people buy a copy? Because we do not tell people to stream. We tell people to buy and yeah, they can do. stream as well, but they can. So uh so I went ahead, um, I was trying to shop it. Um most of my albums are on labels, indie labels and whatnot. Sure. And the the offers I was getting were just stuff I could do already myself. So I just decided to release it on my own label. And right now, okay. other than it being uh, digitally distributed everywhere and streamed, et cetera. Sure. If, you need it, if you want a physical copy, you pretty much just have to go to my website, normanskinner.net. And, uh, you know, I have tons of merch, et cetera. But I have a feeling once the, the forbidden thing takes off, um, I'm getting ready to get new management, uh, okay. it sounds like, which is going to be great. Um, I have a feeling that some of these people might want to look at my back catalog and some of my solo stuff and uh, actually kind of give mm-hmm. it a push. Sure. So that'd well. be great. Well, if they start with the dark design, they will not be disappointed. It oh, is definitely you. one of one of the top, I would say top five, top ten of the year so far. It's a really, really strong record. 
Thank you. And I'm not yeah. just blowing smoke up your ass because believe Eric will tell you if I hated it, I would say so. But <laughs> I worked real hard, real hard on that one. Um, He's the uh, last honest podcaster. He <laughs> <laughs> just got to do like a little <laughs> vignette thing of it. You know, the That's voice right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Norman. Let's um, we're gonna wrap this one up with a little piece of in silence and give people uh, an, another taste. Uh, one more time, it's uh, NormanSkinner.net, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. NormanSkinner.net. Everything. Go buy something. Don't be a cheap son of a bitch. Buy something, per- preferably the dark design because it's really great. So Norman, um, good luck with Forbidden. I hope you bring it to Cleveland, and I will definitely see you when it gets here. I'm sure yeah. Eric will see it in San Diego as well. When, when yeah, I'm going to follow there. you, Norman. I'm going to look you up and follow you on Insta or whatever wherever you're. Oh at. yeah, yeah. If you follow me on Insta, I'll follow you back. My Facebook's maxed out, and nothing I can do. Yeah, about, but same. It's just good. Nice. And then, yeah, I'm sure I'll be down to San Diego. When I go down there, we'll hang for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, very good. good to meet you. Cleveland, maybe. Yep. <laughs> we'll see. It's well, that's later. all right. The door's always open to do it this way, if, if nothing else. We can hang that way. So. Right on. All right, man. Well, like I said, um, the, the new album, The Dark Design, out now. Go listen to it. Definitely go buy it. And uh, this is, uh, in silence, it is uh, Norman Skinner. Skinner, thank you so much, man. I thank you guys so much. Thank All right, you. bro. Take care. We're locked and barely holding on. The ones left over late.